Hello, All everybody, right. and welcome back to another episode of At The Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and this week I am joined once again for, I think, the third time now? I think third, yeah. yeah. I think it's the third. Uh, Hannah is back for another one. Hello. Yes. Hello, everyone. Uh, so this week we will be covering uh, the 2014 film Whiplash and... I think this should be an interesting one to talk about. So, uh, so I guess prior to th- um, this podcast, had were you aware of this film? No, not at all. Okay. And did you, like when you heard the title, did you have any like ideas on what the movie could be about? I honestly thought it was the, the movie... With the roller derby, but turns out that's Whip It, not Whiplash. <laughs> so I got the movies mixed up. So I went, oh, it's a roller derby movie. Oh, nope, that's not that's not it. <laughs> no, it's, it's very, very different kinds of movies. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Whiplash, it yeah, came out in 2014 and is uh, based off a short film, in fact, uh, that the director, Damien Chazelle, produced uh he wanted to make this film but didn't have the money to do so so he just made a short film just using one of the scenes in the film to make the short film and then he got funding to make this film he it premiered i did not it. know that no i didn't know initially when i first saw it and then i watched the short film after which is i mean it's good it's not as good but it's you know because it's just like a short film uh, so, yeah, I was aware of this film for, I think the first time I saw it would have been about 2019, maybe, maybe 2018, I'm not, I don't remember exactly, I think it would have been 2019, maybe, uh, and so since then I've watched it about four or five times, Gosh. so it's a couple times a year, but I haven't watched it in over a year. I, I don't think I saw it, watched it at all last year, so it's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, and, and sort of, I guess that just sort of puts my cards on the table and sort of my thoughts about it. And I think it's very good. It's a very good movie. So it'll be well, pretty. Seen positive. it multiple times. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess that's just sort of to put my sort of uh, yeah lay my cards on the table. Um, yeah, so I guess, and, and you were saying like just before we started that you found it a bit boring. I think that's what you said. Yes. Yeah. I have um, a very different view on this movie. It wasn't quite up my alley. Okay. I thought it was a bit long and a bit dragged on a bit. Really? It's so, only like an hour and forty minutes. It's not that long. I thought it was like two hours. I forgot like it wasn't as long. Felt like two hours. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I guess we'll yeah. we'll get to that uh, as we yeah. go through the film. So, yeah. Uh, so it's it's what's I don't want to say it's just about drumming because that's sort of um, putting it down. Like it's, it's sort of that is the big overarching theme of the movie, though it is the core concept. But there are other things that happen. Yeah, it's that's sort of a, a the, the device they get to sort of have to sort of show character changes and such like it's a big part it's, it's kind of the it is a big part of the film and kind of why 
character, the main character is doing what he's doing it's to sort of achieve this dream of being one of the greatest drummers in the world but it's sort of you know sort of looking at you know how you know is it worth it i guess like like what do you have yeah. to lose in yourself is it worth losing yourself just for something yes that like you know is not the greatest thing you know like uh, so we it's like is it worth just devoting your entire life to one thing yeah. or is it about being balanced yeah uh, i guess this sort of is a bit similar to uh black swan i think we might have even touched on this yeah in episode it's, yeah it's the now that of, you say that yeah yeah it's it's sort of this thing of like these you know people who i mean it's of course one's for ballet and one's for drumming but it's sort of the idea of like these two people who want to be the best at something and they're kind of willing to sacrifice it all to achieve that goal and going too far in pretty much most case, every case to get to where they want to be uh so yeah so we start off it, it sort of goes like right into it. there's no sort of preamble it just sort of starts with our main character andrew neiman playing drums is yeah the opening sequence is just a black screen and you just hear drums in the background which kind of mm-hmm, yeah. sets up the film going okay this is definitely about drumming yeah it, it... you can't deny that yeah <laughs> and yeah so so we meet I always say Neiman, but it's technically pronounced Neiman, but he's never he's called Neiman like once, and the rest of the film it's Neiman because that's what J.K. Simmons' character refers to him as. So I think mm. most people just sort of refer to him as Neiman and just go with it. <laughs> yeah, so he's yeah he's just playing drums, and I've I've tried playing drums before. I, I'm not very good at it, and like, I mean, I just I'm just not good I'm... at playing instruments in general, to be honest. That's fair. I play the guitar, so yeah. I can some and play my very very basic piano from mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, drums is just something I'm not coordinated enough to do. Yeah. So you have to use your foot to bang the bass drum on the bottom. Yeah. Plus, do two different things with both your hands, and I, yeah, I can't do it. And then there's like <laughs> another one, like that small like cymbal type one that you like step on, and it goes up and down a little bit as well. Yes. So you're like using both your feet and your hands to do it. And it's, yeah, it's just too I, much. I know a few people who are drummers and I'm like, go you guys. That's great. Not for me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely, I just, I think it just any instrument in general is difficult to master and to become very good at and to be able Yeah, to I was saying this actually to someone yesterday because they were like, oh, I could never learn instruments too hard. I'm like, it's not so much about difficulty. It's more about you have to have time to put into it. Mm-hmm, yeah. So that's what puts a lot of people off because it takes a lot of time yeah. to practice and master it yeah. and all of those things. Yeah, and having to memorize, you know, like on a guitar, you know, you've got to put your hands like here for this note and then. Yeah, like this chord is this way and this strumming pattern and. Yeah. So. All those things. I mean, I think the most I ever did in school was like, well, we all we all did recorder, but I but like some. Oh people, God. Like, you know, rec- <laughs> oh no, it was terrible. We actually couldn't play we would just like blow, we would just hold our fingers over like some of the holes and just blow into it and we we thought that was good <laughs> i think most people did that there was a kid in my class in primary school who used to just play it with his nose we're like okay <laughs> so he just like exhaled he put it the, through instead of playing like over his mouth he put it onto his nostril and blow out of his nose to play the recorder jesus christ <laughs> Yeah, that was bizarre. Yeah, no, I don't think we... 
ever had any one like that. I think we all just played it how we thought we were meant to, and we just blew into it, and that was it. No No. one is ever good at the recorder. I don't care what anyone says. No one's good at the recorder. You're just either terrible or okay. Yeah. I... I... (laughs) know people who've played instruments before and it it, it doesn't seem like fun to to play instruments and i guess it's sort of because this film like it seems like a pain because you because they must be pretty heavy if they're like from whatever they're made of and so they've always got to carry those around and go into classes and everything like that's just too much effort yeah i like her justification of like i can't be bothered playing instruments too heavy (laughs) (laughs) well it well i mean too fair having to carry it like places is a pain you know because yeah being a musician as i said before i do a few gigs so carrying like pa systems mics mic stands music stands guitars it's a lot of equipment yeah so yeah and so yeah that's i mean i guess it's you can't really carry drums that's too well you could transport but you can't like carry it a lot of venues will have like a drum kit there like they don't bring their own drum kits there is a standard drum kit yeah because carrying a drum kit is so heavy and a nightmare. Yeah. And but, like, if you're a big touring band, you bring your own drum yeah. kit. And if, like, someone like Neiman had to carry it, he would have so much difficulty. Like, he's a oh, yeah. person who just looks like he'd have difficulty carrying a drum kit. Mm. Uh, so to get back to the film, um, did you have any sort of thoughts on Miles Teller's performance in the film? I, like, I think he's underrated. I mean, he's not the standout star, obviously, but I think he's still pretty decent in it. I I thought he did a pretty good job in the role. Yeah. I think all the acting in that movie was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously there is a standout, but yeah, well, everyone guess. else was pretty good. They yeah. they sucked their roles and all yeah. those things. Yeah, I, I guess, actually, we'll just sort of talk about other performances where we meet those characters, yeah. Yeah, no worries. Um, so then, and then we meet Fletcher very early on. It's it's. Well, they sort of established the two major characters very early on, and so we've met them, you know, very early on. And I think most people would agree that J.K. Simmons as Fletcher is very good. I think it's yes. um, a, a role that a lot of people like, a, a very critically and loved by critics and audiences, winning, you know, just... I don't remember how many awards he won for his performance, but he won, like, pretty much every major... Like, he won, like, the Oscar for his performance. Oh, gosh. And, you know, he won at all the other big awards ceremonies. So he was definitely very well... Like, Well, they thought his performance was very good, and I agree. I think it's a very, very good performance. Lots of... Yeah, I was watching the movie, and the only other movie I know J.K. Simmons from is when he was the dad in the movie Juno. So <laughs> watching that compared to this movie, completely different performances. Completely different. Yeah. So I was just like, wow, the dad from Juno is like really buff and angry. <laughs> yes, he is incredibly buff. That was very surprising. He is. I was like yeah. I was watching it going, damn, the dad from Juno is jacked. Yeah, like he's like filling out those t shirts. Like very much so little like... room to breathe in the shirts. Yeah. Like it's insane. There's like a picture of of J.K. Simmons at like a gym, and like his arms mm-hmm. are like huge. Like it's insane. Like how big he, like how buff he is. I wouldn't have been like, oh, he seems like the kind of guy who'd be like in shape. But like, 
he is. Not so not weird. jacked. <laughs> yeah, not not to that level of like oh he's like actually kind of scary looking. Like he could you know, he could like go and he could fight you and he and he would do and he would know some damage. Yeah. Uh yeah, he's Yeah, because like I said, the only nowhere all I know him from is Juno, where he either wasn't buff or had a lot of layers on, so he didn't yeah. look like a big scary dude. He was just like a suburban dad. Yeah. So you're watching that going, this is confusing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very weird seeing an actor who you sort of are like, oh, he seems like, you know, he could be like, yeah, my dad or my uncle or whatever. And then in this film where he's just yelling obscenities every five seconds at everyone. Uh yeah. <laughs> and it could have, I feel like the performance couldn't have, like, because some people could just sort of be like, oh, it's just him swearing at people and just saying, you know, taboo things. And I am i don't think it is. I think there's more to it. He's just saying those things because, you know, it, it's what's well, funny. Some of them are quite funny. And, like, it's part of his character to sort of, you know. Yeah. If it wasn't, if there wasn't so many, well, profanities... Mm. It kind of almost wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Does they it... tried to, like, neuter his character down. I'd be like, you're angrier than that. <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, the, uh, the director said, actually, that this film is sort of autobiographical because he was, like, a musician and his teacher is sort of like Fletcher. Like, he was very scared of his music teacher. Uh, and, like... I know of a lot of, like, professional-level things like dance, music, drama. A lot of the teachers can be terrifying. Yeah. I so that kind of plays into that. Mm. I I had, uh, yeah, music teachers. Like, when I was in primary school with music teachers, we had just, like, women. Like, there's, like, a, a middle-aged woman and then, like, a 30-year-old woman, and that's much less terrifying. But also, we were, like, 12, so it's not, like, the same thing. It's not, like, professional musicians. People trying to oh. become, like... And then... Yeah, yeah. And then, like, most music teachers I knew at my high school were, like, young men or young women or, like, middle-aged women. There were I don't know if there are any, like, middle-aged men. Certainly not to, like, that level, but... Whereas my high school music teacher was a middle-aged man. <laughs> oh, yeah. But he was super chill, like... Yeah. We borderline think he was a stoner, but... <laughs> All right. Like, very chilled out, didn't yeah. care about much. Yeah. Easy going. He was like, as long as you hand your assignments on time, I don't really care. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and my my primary school music teacher, she was a middle-aged woman. Mm -hmm. But I was, like, on the upper end of my class for music because I played the piano in primary school. Oh, yeah. So basically, what we learned in music, I already knew. Oh, so yeah. she was like, you guys are basically extension. You're fine. <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, yeah. So I never had scary music teachers, probably because I was on the upper end of music. <laughs> yeah. And you find that with pretty much any every sort of thing you can teach there's probably there's some teachers who are just really scary oh i had a, some scary teachers in high school mostly religion because i went to catholic school for context oh, and yeah. science teachers the science teachers were scary <laughs> i mean yeah i don't really i mean i knew of like bad te like awful teachers but i never really had any i was pretty lucky Thank a you. couple of bad ones in my time yeah I had I had bad relief ones, but that's uh, besides the point. Um, so yeah, we're introduced yeah straight up Fletcher and Neiman, and it's sort of a, a you know a, it's kind of obvious like when you think about it, but like Andrew he's wearing like a white shirt and 
you know, Fletcher is in black. And, you know, to sort of... Yes, to show that contrast of I'm scary versus I'm young and innocent, like, still okay. I'm not going to lose my life to this. And so, yeah, he's... um, He has him do, like, some basic... I'm not familiar with, like, many drumming techniques or, like, things he's doing. But the way this film sort of is, like, has him do these things... I can understand what, like, he needs him to do and why he can't do it. Yeah, because he's... They have him... He's, what, 19? Yes. Whatever, however old the character like 19, is. yeah. In the senior, like, uni- university-level band. Yeah. So he'd be two or three years ahead of where he should be. Yeah, so, yeah. So no wonder he's struggling with it, because everyone else is two or three years older than him. Yeah, he's... he's has that more experience. Less, yeah, he's had less practice with it. Uh, and so, yeah, he, he, I love the dialogue when like Fletcher's like, "Why did you stop playing?" And then Andrew just starts playing again, and he's like, "You didn't answer my question. Like, you asked him why you stopped playing, and your <laughs> response was to become a wind-up monkey." And I'm like, "I mean, he's not wrong. He didn't tell you to start playing again. You just assumed. Like, that is I funny." Done that when my mum was like, "Hannah." Stop playing. Keats playing more. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what I did all through high school. Instead of doing a lot of my homework, I'd sit and practice the guitar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Typical yeah. music kid. And yeah. well, I'd be like, how to shut up. Keats playing louder. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> I know kids who do that. I knew a kid who would do that. He would. His parents. Especially would... to my dad. So. Yeah, no. He'd... They'd tell him to like turn his music down and he'd just turn it like all the way up. And I'm just like, come on. That's. Oh, I do that. Yeah, no, <laughs> I I wouldn't do that, but I probably something might happen if I did do that. So, uh, so then he Nimmin fails to get in, unfortunately, and then he thinks that Fletcher's come back, and he's like, "No, I just forgot my jacket," and then he leaves again, I, which I just think is funny. It's just a small little bit, but I just, it's very funny. Um. And then he's going to, like, the movies with his dad, which is is fun. At least he does things, like, regularly with his dad. It's nice. It's yeah. It's like, hey, you still see your dad. Can't relate. (laughs) Yeah, no. I feel like a lot of kids, like, as soon as they, like, some kids, like, they leave. And then they're just like, oh, yeah, I'll see my family, like, at Christmas. And they just, like, spend the year like you know they don't see their parents that often but he like still goes with his dad and pulls raisinets into popcorn which is weird i is that it's a it's an odd choice that's a weird i've never well too far i don't really get popcorn when i go to see movies i'm not i'm not like you don't get popcorn occasionally but i'm not like the biggest fan of popcorn honestly to be fair i'm i'm just like give me popcorn give me like triple the butter (laughs) let me live my best life yeah (laughs) I, well, to be fair, for like, I couldn't have popcorn for like a couple of years because my orthodontist, like, you've got braces, you shouldn't have popcorn because it'll probably, you know. And I was like, okay, cool. But I've just never been like a popcorn person. I've never had raisinets either, but I feel like it's probably not the nicest thing. I mean, memory, just... raisinets are chocolate coated, like, raisins or sultanas. Oh, okay. oh, yes, that's, that's yeah. what we call them here in Australia. So, actually, do they call it? Sultanas, raisins, are they the same thing? They're basically the same thing. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure they're similar or the same thing. Yeah. But I'm not certain. Yeah. 
I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't really mix popcorn with anything, really. <laughs> Especially not with cho- well, maybe chocolate, but not raisins. That's very weird. And he just, like, pours a little on the top, and he doesn't even, like, mix it in. He's just, like, pouring them there, and then there you go. Not even- I do yeah. know people who mix their Maltesers, like the Maltesers chocolate balls, into their popcorn. I know people who do that. That's really weird. Well. I know. I'm like, I have them separate. Like, yeah. you can go popcorn and Malteser. That's fine. Not mixed in together. Then yeah. you get buttery yeah, Maltesers. Yeah, that's a bit gross. Isn't it? That's very gross, actually. Yeah. I don't really, yeah. If I'm going to have popcorn, it'll just be, like, by itself. I'm not going to, you know, mix and match, you know, chocolates and Maltesers, because that's just strange. Uh, it's also at this point that we meet Nicole, the girl working at the theatre. Yes. And I remember when I first watched this, I was like, I know this actress, I've seen her before, but I don't know what she's in. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, she's in Supergirl. That's where I know her from. She's from Supergirl, she played a character in Glee. That's where I first knew her from. That's right, yeah, she's watched in Glee. Watched far too much Glee as a 13-year-old. That's showing my age. <laughs> yes, but I remember my family watched Glee all the time when I was younger. I, I watched it religiously when it first came out because I was like between 11 and 13 when the first few seasons came out. Oh, yeah. Now you all know how old I am, surprise. <laughs> so it was pretty big when I was like early high school, late primary school. Yeah, my sisters would have been about, I think they would have been nearly finished high school, I think. When did the, f I don't actually yeah, yeah. know when the first season came, 2008 or so? 2009. 2009, yeah, my my oldest would have sister would have finished high school at that point, so... Yeah, and I would have been in grade. I would have been in prep, actually. I wouldn't have even started, like, proper primary school yet. Oh, gosh, you make me feel old. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she, yeah, so she's working at the th movie theatre. And I don't know, like... Well, because I feel like it's probably different, you know, the entire world, how movie theatres are set up. Because here, it's a bit different. Like, at, like at centres... The way they have like their cinema is set up differently. Like you don't usually like where you get like food and stuff is usually like out. It's not like by like the screens or anything. It's not in like a carpet room. Well, I guess it depends on like the cinema. I've been to a couple of cinemas where it's like that, where it's like the entrance and it's like a big long food and ticket area. Yeah, it's all carpeted on the floor, and the carpet always stinks because it's a movie theater. Yes, but... it's sometimes it's like really it's sticky too because people spill their drinks or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and so there's actually I'm just look, I'm just looking at my what was like the first note you made. I should probably ask that actually because my first couple were just about like the history of the film and where the idea came from. Oh, I was about the opening scene and about how Jack the the um Jack <laughs> Simmons was. <laughs> yeah, no, I I. I really did notice, th I mean, I, I noticed it before, but I was like, man, I forgot that, like, he is very jacked in this. I, I, I forgot about that. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Because what, what I've usually seen him in, he's wearing, like, suits and stuff, or he's wearing, like, longer, like, shirts, so you can't, like, see. And he's always wearing, like, big jackets over, so it, like, hides in. You can't really, like, tell. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, let's see. There was a, a bit I noticed in the film when they're at the movie, when Andrew and his dad, they're at the movies, and Andrew's dad gets hit over the head by, like, some guy walking past, and his dad says sorry, even though he did nothing wrong. 
I think I remember that because I'm like, that is something I would do. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's quite a few people who would do it and there's no reason to because you've done nothing wrong. It's the guy walking past who should apologize, but he's obviously not. Uh, yeah, I think there's like small little bits like that that I sort of don't really, haven't really picked up on. Probably because I haven't watched it in a while, so I don't you know, like remember everything in the film. But yeah, they're just out at, you know, a movie. And then I guess there's... And Andrews just sort of goes back home, just sort of ignoring the party going on, sort of. Because as we find but out later. How do you, but also, how do you just ignore a party going on? It'd be the loudest thing ever. Yeah, I don't know how I... Like... <laughs> Because he does any, yeah, he just like sort of walks past and he just sort of goes into like his like apartment and then that's kind of just like it. And there's no like, you know, he doesn't really try to interact with them or try to tell them like, you know, if they could like keep the noise down or anything. Like he just sort of. Yeah, that's what I'd be doing. Although I'd probably say it a little bit more unsavory than keep the noise down. Yeah. But still, you can't avoid it. It'd be the loudest thing ever. Yeah. That's just like, that's, I mean, that's a trope in like movies and TV shows in general. It's like, there's like a big party, you know, going across the hall and then like a character's like, oh, can you turn it down? And then it sort of happens again later and then they'd like sort of ruin it. I guess it's sort of a more forceful about it, I guess, is the sort of way to put it. And so... Had you heard of any of the music players that they discuss? Any like, have you heard of Charlie Parker or Buddy Rich or any of those people? I I had it, but I also don't play a lot of classical music. I don't mm. listen to a lot of classical music. It's mm. not my thing, mm. so I hadn't heard of a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm very unfamiliar with like a lot of musicians just in general. Like, I know like the big ones that everyone goes on about, you know. Yeah, but like. Like if I was looking at like like Grammys or anything, I'd be like I'd be like, I know that person, I don't know who that is, and I'd just go through like the list and I'd know like maybe a quarter of the names and then the rest I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know who that is. I feel like the Grammys I'd know about half to three quarters mm. of who they all are, but music's a little bit of a music nerd. It's mm. Yeah. Sort of my thing. But Yeah. Yeah, um, in terms of like classical or instrumental music, I don't know much at all. Uh, and it's just sort of, I mean, I, I will say I didn't actually make a lot of notes for this because I just sort of was like, you've seen it enough it. times to remember it. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember like the major scenes and most of the beats and I was just yeah sort of got into it. Cause, again, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I don't remember, you know, everything that happens. But I guess we meet the band that Andrew is, well, the uh, like musical group. It's not a group, is it? It's like class. It's class, basically. It's like playing. a class slash they're a, are they a concert band? I think they're I a think concert so. band. They're not, they're not like a big like professional band that goes to, I mean, maybe they would go to festivals or like not, well, they play for places, but like. I know the definition of like a concert band versus like an orchestral band. They're different things. They have different instruments. So yeah. I'm not entirely sure if it's a concert band. Yeah. Pretty sure it is. I do remember like in primary school, cause I did choir, which I can't. Oh, I did too. Yeah, that we would go to, like, those kinds of things that, like, Andrew, that, like, um, yeah, group we of went students to, would go to. We um, went to a couple of those. And, yeah, so we meet uh, Ryan Connolly, one of the other sort of 
supporting characters, he's not in it that much. There's not like a, a massive, you know, wealth of supporting characters. It's really just Andrew and Fletcher with a couple other people slotted in every now and again. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, it mostly focuses on yeah Andrew and I can't remember his name. I just remember him as J.K. Simmons' character. Fletcher. You've, Terrence Fletcher. That's his name. Yes, Fletcher. Mm. It's mostly just it's that it's their movie and everyone else is just there. Yeah, they're just really like pawns to help get the characters to like the next part of the story. Sort of just insert them in. There was in the script there were a couple scenes like from Fletcher's point of view, but they they were taken out uh, as I don't oh. think it was the director. I think it was one of like his friends was like every scene should have like should be following Neiman as a character because like it's his story and it would sort of detract and take away from it if there were just scenes where he's not in them or not like because he's in i think every scene because he's the main character and it's his story so everything we see is pretty much from his point of view mostly and i didn't notice that the first time i watched it and then afterwards when i read that i was like oh yeah that's true andrew is in like every scene because he's pivotal to every scene and everything's yeah now that you point that out he is basically in every scene yeah and i mean you know because sometimes you have films where like the main character isn't in every scene because it's just not like viable to do that or it's not necessarily the point per se but for this i feel like you kind of need to have him be in every scene because you know it's about it's all him. about him yeah <laughs> and yeah so this is around the time when andrew gets into the band well fletcher's play group of players and he's very surprised is the best way to put it he, he seems very surprised and to be fair, all the other... I like that's. I, I think that's a really good scene when Fletch is just going through all the plays and just having them all play, like, a few bars of, like, this song and he just stops them after, like, five, like a couple seconds and is like, nope, you're not good. And he just moves on and he just keeps going through all the players until he gets to Neiman and then has him come join his band. Is it... Yeah, it's Schaefer. Schaefer's the one. Nassau's the one Andrew's at. At the beginning. I thought he wasn't Schaefer the whole time. Uh, actually, well... That could be wrong. That could be wrong. Uh, uh, I'm not... Actually, I, I think... Well, Schaefer's the one... I don't know if they're, like, part of the same... If they're all at Schaefer and Fletcher's is just, like, the more elite one. Or if Schaefer's... I think Schaefer's a different... Oh no, they they are all okay. Schaefer is the one. Okay, so the, it's all at Schaefer, but like Fletcher's one is like the top tier, like the elite class that like they want to get into because it's the best one. Because he's, I mean, is I mean okay. the best teacher. It's the most prestigious one, I guess. Yes, it's like the elitist one, the best quote unquote best school. Yeah, the the best. Yeah, group of musicians in the school. And he sort of... I mean, this is... The scene in the the short film that this is based off is, like, this first scene when Andrew is being taught by Fletcher, like, his first day, is just the short... That's just what the short film is. So it's 
pretty much like shot and beat for beat the exact same thing. It just has a different actor playing Andrew, but it's uh, Sim- J.K. Simmons as Fletcher again. Oh, yeah. But then again, I don't know who else would play that role after seeing this movie. Yeah, exactly. It feels... I think, like... I don't even think anyone else was considered for the role. I think someone gave... No, it was the director of Juno gave oh, J.K. Simmons the script and told him to read it, and then J.K. Simmons auditioned and wanted to do it, and I think he was cast, like... Like, when yep, he who was yours? Singer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that was what happened. I think he got... J.K. Simmons got the script from Jason Reitman, who directed Juno. And then, like, we've come back full circle with Juno. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he... Yeah, he... Then he read for the part and got it. And I don't think anyone else was read, because I don't think you need to, because I think J.K. Simmons is obviously the best like the best choice for that role it would be weird if yeah. anyone else I couldn't picture it. I couldn't picture anyone else doing it especially yeah. after, especially after watching it but yeah and so yeah when I, first, I had a quick google at the cast just because to make sure I was honestly to make sure I wasn't watching Whippet and not what <laughs> not watching Whippet and watching Whiplash because I kept getting there confused yeah so it came, the cast went wait is that the dad from Juno what's he doing in this movie yeah. super weird yeah. Now I'm like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it'd, it'd be weird if it if he wasn't in it. It'd be like, yeah, all right. it, it, the film would be not as good. I definitely don't. I think most people would be like, eh, this film's like, it would not be like considered a great film if J.K. Simmons wasn't in it because he makes up like half of like why it works. Like he's such a big part of the you know why the film is good. And if he's yeah. You take him out and the film just sort of drops in quality. I sort of... I'm, I don't even know if I really knew what the film was about before I watched it either. I might have known it was about... I think I knew... No, I knew it was about drumming. And I knew that J.K. Simmons was very good in it. But, like, that was all I knew. I didn't know anything about the plot or what happens or anything. And so when I watched it, I was, like, very surprised when you know what happens happens and we'll you know get to that and i i I like that sort of earlier on in the film we're sort of given hints towards fletcher being not the nicest person like he's not like being a psycho yeah he's not (laughs) he's not like yelling at people of course but he's being very like he's just like being very uh impolite is a is a word to use in my notes here, I've got, I've literally got the dad from Juno question mark. Also, he's ripped and an asshole. <laughs> y- Keeping it real, yeah. that's exactly what's written down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, and yeah, this is the scene where it's sort of everything, the sort of lid, is taken off, and he is just yelling at this kid, <laughs> who's well who he says isn't in pitch, and then we learn, oh, he was actually in pitch the entire time, but he didn't know, so. And that scene, I'm just sitting there going, what is wrong with you? Like, for real, calm down, mate. Yeah, he was, yeah. And he's like, you know, again, this goes to, I guess, Black Swan in that, like, what, like, what happens to Natalie Portman's character in that, like, is not necessary, (laughs) And what happens to the students in this is not necessary. No, there are other ways to get your point across other than yelling. 
Yeah, or, you know, in Black Swan doing other, you know, much worse things, committing lots yes. of crimes. Yes. I mean, to be fair, he does kind of... Well, I mean, he is physically violent. I mean, he slaps Neiman <laughs> several times. He also, he also like, threw a chair across the room. Yeah. I'm like, I was sitting there going, was that necessary? Probably not. No, I don't think it's... It was probably not necessary, but I think it was meant to... Because after... Like, just before Neiman starts playing, he tells him the story of how Charlie Parker became known as Bird and how Joe Jones threw a symbol at his head. And I assume that what's meant by when he throws the chair is it's sort of to represent that, is that he's trying... He's, except, it's of course, it's not a symbol, it's a chair, but it gets, like, the point across that he, that he thinks Neiman could be the next Charlie Parker. And to get that point, he's got to throw a chair at him. I feel like there are other ways to, you know, make that point. Yeah. But, you know. And, yeah, also, it a chair is probably... Well, I guess it depends. It's not going to be nice if it hits your head, though, because it's, it's very heavy, because it makes, like, a very loud crashing sound when it, like, bounces off the wall. Probably dented it, to be honest, with the force that he throws it. And then he's talking... So... I I had a friend who played drums, or I think he probably still plays drums. Uh, and I was asking him, what's the difference between rushing and dragging? Because I had no idea. I was just like, okay, he sh- you shouldn't be doing either of those. I, I could kind of work it out. Because yeah. what, what I figured was rushing is he's, he's playing too fast. He's ahead of the beat. Yes. Whereas dragging means he's playing too slow. He's behind the beat. Yes, that is sort I of think thing. pretty much exactly what it is. So he's... And, and so I watch the scene where uh, Fletcher is slapping him, and I'm just like, okay, is he? And he is rushing because he's slapping him just before, like before Andrew says yes. four. So yes, he is rushing. I was just, you know, he's rushing, he's rushing, and then I got it right, and I'm like, yes. Yeah, yeah, and that's like a classic line. Well, I don't know if classic line. It's a line that everybody knows where he's like, it's not my tempo, and he just keeps stopping him, and it's just like you, you can just sort of feel it like building, like. Okay, he keeps stopping him, and eventually, at some point, something is gonna happen because he blew up earlier at this other kid for you know a different thing, but still like a musical fallacy. And so he thinks, and so it's probably gonna happen again. And then you know we think everything's fine, and then he hurls a chair at him, and then assaults him slapping him multiple times to make a point and supposedly on set they tried they tried miming the slaps and then for like the final take they he actually slapped him for real and that's like the scene that like because for film i mean i'm pretty sure most of the time you're not meant to properly slap them because you know if you do there is a technique I did. My mom's a drama teacher for context, so I learned mm. about this when I was like eight. Right, <laughs> There's a okay. technique where you fake the slap and you like slap your leg with the other hand, to make mm, it sound yeah. like a slap, but it's yeah. not. Yeah. But I... in theater, they can just. Well, that's for stage. In film, they just add a slap sound. Yeah, exactly. You don't need. But to, yeah. you don't have to make contact. Yeah. But I guess if it was like a close-up, close-up shot, they might make contact because you might be able to see if you miss it. Yeah, exactly. Like it depends I feel like that you... one was almost far away enough that they didn't have to make contact with his face. Yeah, it like... 
Yeah, I'm sure it probably didn't look bad, but it it's sort of you could probably tell like okay, it's like sometimes you see like fake punches in a film and it's like oh that's obviously fake. They're not even like close yes. to connecting. There's like such a gap in between the fist and whatever they're hitting. It's like you know, but plus, but I mean, it's probably a bit safer to slap someone multiple times than to punch someone multiple times. I think it's. I mean, not you shouldn't slap someone, but anyway in general but it's not as bad and you know this is sort of this scene is sort of the beginning of andrew's downfall into yes like, he gets a bit sanity, um yeah is the best way to put it and this which also parallels black swan again <laughs> yes it, it again it really does it's it's so so similar in terms of people you know sort of losing they're sort of losing the, every other part of their life to one specific thing. Yeah, they're pushed beyond what anyone should be pushed for. Something that doesn't matter. Like, like this. Like, yeah. I'm not saying he, you shouldn't aspire to be a great musician or whatever, but like, but there are other priorities. Like, you know. Food, water, shelter, human connection, you know, those sort of things. Yeah, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. But it's not too, like, noticeable at first because he, he asks Nicole out on a date in a very awkward scene, albeit yes. it's pretty... I'm pretty sure that's the point, but it does feel a bit like, okay, this is a bit... Awkward. But it is it is realistic for a 19-year-old boy who all he does at this time is drama and doesn't really do social things. It makes sense for it to be super awkward. Yeah, it's like... It's like, yeah, if, if, you've, if you're, like, you're a 19-year-old with... As he sort of admits later, ha- doesn't really have any friends, which is really sad, if we're being completely honest, having no friends. Yeah. But he's not... But he evidently does not care. The, you know that he has a yeah, lot yeah. of friends yeah that is an important thing to have and i know a lot of people who get to high levels in things like music tend to practice so much they don't socialize as much with other people and then find it harder to mm. make friends and things like that because they haven't had those skills yeah so it is important to have social skills people yeah. yes and yeah it's a very yeah scene that's i mean it can, it can, like, I guess it sort of depends how, like, well you deal with, like, sort of cringe in a film. Yeah. But it sort of, it works, and that's the point, but it's like, you know, for some people they might be like, oh, that's a bit much, and they just might have to just, you know, turn away for a minute or just skip through that a little bit, because... And... Yeah, for me it was fine, because I, well, I've watched a lot of movies like American Pie in my time. I do love the movie American Pie. Mm. And that movie, I have to turn away for some of the cringy scenes, but... Mm. This one, I'm like, this is fine. Yeah. This isn't that bad. And when she says no, I'm like, ah, oh, that kind of sucks. And then she's like, I'm kidding. And I'm like, oh, I mean, that's a bit mean, isn't it? Like, it's like. But I was also thinking when watching that, I think I wrote a note, like, he can't take a hint. If she says no, don't, like, hang around there still. If she says no, just go. <laughs> yeah. If he was just like, oh, all right, see ya. And he just walks away and she's like, I- actually and he's just like nope you said no and he just leaves it's like it's like weird because it's like if you're interested like i mean i don't know because maybe i'm maybe it's from my perspective because i'm a guy but i would not say no i'd be like 
well, I guess it depends, of course, but I'd probably like, sure. You know, I wouldn't be like, no, and be like, I'm just kidding. Sure. Because I feel like that, like... If you're going to you, do that, you have to make it very obvious you're being sarcastic. It's like, or it can be taken the wrong way. Because yeah. she does it, to be fair, she doesn't really make it obvious that it's a joke. She's just like, no, go away. And I'm like, okay. That's yeah, when it's a go away, I'm like, that's your cue to leave, dude. Don't just hang around. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. And, so, uh, and then they have a date over pizza. Which, you know, is... Yeah, that's right. Which sounds about right for nineteen-year-olds who, especially like once a uni student at things, because probably can't. It's a cheap have, date. Yeah, who probably don't have a lot of money to be like, let's go to this nice fancy restaurant. Let's go for pizza because that's much cheaper. That's realistic. Yeah, uh, and it's and it's sort of around this point as well that we see Andrew is like practicing more with his drumming. And injuring his hands quite significantly, creating yes, multiple I did see blisters that. and lots of Just blood. bleeding everywhere. Yeah. Which I can say I have played until my fingers have bled. Mm-hmm. It's not pleasant. Yeah. Not uh, the greatest thing, but it's, sure. it's a dedication thing. No, I, I remember, because I was confused. Well, I know, understand now that, like, because of the way you hold drum... I had to ask someone, there's like, yeah, so the way you hold drum sticks is you don't, like, hold them with, like, clenched fists. You, like, sort of hold them lightly so they, like, bounce. But if and then it, rub, it rubs on your hands. Yeah, and it bounces, like, it hit... Because if you're doing it at a very fast speed, it probably, you know, it's, like, bouncing back into your hands as well. Yes. And hitting your skin. And if it's doing that repeatedly, very quickly, in a short period of time... It's gonna hurt. It will wear your skin away. Oh yeah, and so it looks very gross. Like blisters are just not fun to deal with because it's like no, like on like like... on the back of your foot because like you can't wear shoes Mm. then. Really, it's like you gotta put like a band aid on it or something. So it's not 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 great. Yeah. Uh, When I was younger, because I kept losing guitar picks all the time, I used to just play the guitar without a pick. And when you're strumming on the metal strings, it would wear away the skin on my fingers. So it's not bleeding. Yeah. That wasn't fun. And you also end up with calluses on the tops of your, well, I'm right-handed. So the cords are played with my left hand. Mm -hmm. You end up with like calluses, like thick, rough skin on the top of your fingers to protect them from the steel strings. Yeah. But they're not pleasant. They are kind of (laughs) gross. Yeah. No, I can't be fun to... Another reason why, well, I don't think all instruments would do that too. If I don't no. think a flute, or no, a or would, piano, yeah, piano, piano would give you maybe if you're playing aggressively, it might hurt yeah. your fingers and wrist, but it's not going to give you calloused fingers. That's yeah. mostly for stringed instruments. Might, yeah, like, well, yeah, just any stringed instrument. Well, not violins. Well, actually, I know it would kind of maybe with violins because you have to. Have it the de- whole... I think it mostly depends what the strings are made out of. Actually, there's uh one. Uh, because before moving on to the next bit, I was a note I made actually when, uh, that when Andrew's like in the playing in the band for the first time, and Fletcher like moves his hand like and stops it, and everything just goes silent for a second. I think that's really like well done, just the sudden, because they're all you know playing and then just silence, and it's very like foreboding. Like, okay, he did something wrong, something's gonna happen now. Like, even if you don't understand, you know, okay, something bad will, it's going to happen very soon. And I think it's a very, the film's got a very good sound design, I think, in the way it sort of 
mixes. You hope for a film about music that they're doing sound all right. Yeah, I think it won <laughs> at the Oscars. It, I think it. I forget. I think it won sound mixing, but not sound editing. I don't know why. To be fair, they probably can't tell the. I mean, I don't think most people know like the difference between edit, sound editing and sound mixing. So they just made it one category now. It's just, just best. that's fair. It's like just just the sound. That's enough. Yeah, because like the voters <laughs> was getting too long. <laughs> yeah, like because the voters don't know the difference, so they just like vote for the same film for both of them usually because they couldn't tell. Uh, so then we get just trying to think of. I'm just trying to go through what's next. What's what was your next note actually? Um. After talking about J.K. Simmons. Oh. I just put that, um, because he played the drums so loudly, that he'd be the worst neighbour to have in the dorm room. <laughs> yes. I did actually think that terms like... I'm just picturing drum practice at, like, 1am. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm trying to think, wouldn't the landlord be like, yo, can you just, like, stop that or just go away like i feel like most people or the neighbors or something would tell like a let i feel like you can't can you have instruments in like apartments um i'm gonna say your landlord's not gonna love the fact you have a drum kit in the apartment but certainly not a drum yeah a drum set you definitely my guitars my guitars live here i live in a unit and my guitars live here Mm. but they're acoustic so they're not too loud it's yeah it's not like you're you know you know, hitting yeah, drum. There's and I don't, kind and of... I don't play after about like six p.m., seven p.m. at night anyway. Yeah, because so because it looks like Andrew's just playing like all the time. Like it's pretty much like all his free time is playing these drums just to get better, and you know, in turn, causing pain to himself physically and sort of mentally. Because we notice sort of throughout the film that he that he sort of is looking more and more tired as it gets towards the end of the film. Yeah. Because he spends all his spare time practicing these pieces and the double time swing. Yeah. That's a thing that gets repeated a lot yeah. in the movie. Yeah. And yeah. it's the only drum combo now, now that I'm aware of is a double time swing. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even entirely like, sure if I get what like he they have to do for it, but I'm just like, it's just hit it. It just it's just drums. You just hit you have to hit it like a certain way. That's yeah, there's a certain is. combination of it's like chords yeah. into guitar again because it's all I know. Mm. Like you hold certain strings on a certain point of the guitar to make different sounds. Mm-hmm. Drums would be the same deal. You'd probably hit like the middle for a sound. You hold the drumstick a certain way for a different sound. Yeah, because in they... a certain amount of times. And yeah, because the drums, you know, they're all because you've got like the cymbals and then you've got the like sort of the big one. Then there's like the two ones you hit with your feet. So it's sort of. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. And if you, I know at least, I think if you hit a certain part of the drum, it makes a slightly different sound mm. as well. Yeah. So it'd be the combination of the drums they have to hit at a certain speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so would be like. Mm. And so, yeah, Andrew is doing all this practicing on Whiplash, hence the title of the film. Yes. Because uh, he just wants to get better at that. And then there's like the first jazz competition and then we see a scene like just before they start going on to play their first piece Fletcher with this little girl and he's being really really nice and I'm like like he can just sort of change you know in an instant because as soon as he gets like Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde he goes from like 
super nice little girl to like screaming profanities at 20 year olds yeah and then he's just and he's just you know you know going in and he's just saying various words that i probably shouldn't say um because i think i said the f word before you might have to edit that out yeah that's (laughs) fine like that's okay like just regular oh it's the rest of the ranch Ah, but like slurs like that like i probably shouldn't say even though one of my favorite lines is great i probably shouldn't say it on a recording anyway because that just seems like a bad idea but when he's we're talking, not trying about... to, we're not trying to be cancelled here. Yeah, but when he's talking about <laughs> you know, you know, you give a calculator to a, nah, they try to turn on a TV with it, which I think is a very funny line that I probably shouldn't say because it's, it's a little bit problematic. It's a bit problematic. <laughs> but like, speaking of problematic, is Miles Teller as an actor problematic? I swear I heard like he did something. Oh, like, he. Bad, but I a, don't remember. Uh, well, well, just in general, okay. Um, I'm not it's entirely. Sure. I've heard going, conflicting. Isn't he problematic? Question mark. <laughs> where he ha- where he has been. So recently, actually, he was on a. I don't know if it was a TV series or a movie, but allegedly he was unvaccinated and refused to like even get tested, and so he was positive with COVID, and shut down the entire oh, production. But he also tweeted something recently that's like, no, I have been vaccinated. So I'm not entirely sure. But he could just be saying that to be like, oh, that didn't happen. So that's conflicting, like, information. But information I'm pretty sure of is he did an interview where he just said, like, the douchiest things, like, you could say just about people in general, like, about women and about whatever. And, like, he did another film where he got into, like, a punch-up with the director. So See, like, that's the one I was thinking of. I'm like, I swear he did something really bad, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, uh, he is doesn't seem like the uh, the nicest nicest guy, nicest person. And I guess to contrast that, J.K. Simmons seems like one of the nicest people ever. <laughs> like he just seems like such a nice man who is also They're really really scary. acting. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I remember J.K. Simmons, did, for his Oscar speech, he was talking about, you know, the, he was thanking people for his award. And then he was talking to these people, like, you should call your parents, like, right now and tell them that you love them. Because, you know, you don't, you know, some people might not do that enough. And he's just like, you should go, you know, tell your parents that you think that, you know, you love them and everything. And he was getting very emotional because he was talking about his wife and his kids as well, which, you know, happens. And he seems like a much nicer person. Than Miles Teller, who is yeah. <laughs> less than a bit more problematic. Yeah. So yeah, Miles Teller said he has been vaccinated, but he could just be saying. I mean, he could be, and maybe that story about him was false. But also, maybe he's just saying that so he doesn't seem like a difficult person. But we're not going to trust justice. Trust his judgment on that. One. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so they. And so they're talking about... So back to this film. And apparently on set, um, J.K. Simmons said a thing about Mars Teller, but it was taken out of context because it was, like, written down. And it wasn't... I think he said something about Mars Teller, like, being, like, slappable or anything. But I think the way he he said it was, like, in a jokey way. But, like, the way it's written down because it's hard to sort of, like, oh, is that meant to be a joke or not? And he's like, no, we got along fine. It was just, like... You know, when you those things are written down like that, it can be taken out of context easily. 
Yeah, yeah. So they, yeah. So anyway, to get back to this film, um, they are talking about um, Miles to Andrew. They play their first piece, and then he misplaces Tanner's folder. Oh, that was oh yeah, that's right. It was a whole big deal that yeah. was probably a bigger deal than it really needed to be. Let's be honest. Yeah, probably, but... and then then J.K. Simmons says probably my favorite line that I can't even say because it's, <laughs> it's a prob- got a problematic word in it. And then Neiman's like, "Yeah, I can play. I've I've memorized all those pieces to heart." And then he goes out there and plays pretty well, and then he becomes the core drummer on the that band. yeah yeah which you know it makes sense for the sort of story to progress that he that you know he gets like what he wants and um he's you know sort of progressing in his time as a drummer but also getting to that point he sort of loses a bit more of himself because there's the dinner scene which is a very good scene in my opinion with the family, well, with his dad, and then I don't know who the, the other people are. I presume they're relatives of some sort, maybe like his uncle or something. I'm not in touch. Other family members, and then they just have this whole sort of debate on, you know, what, you know, makes a meaningful life, I guess. You know, would you rather be, you know, sober and rich at 90? But have nobody talk about you or do you have to be dead at 34, broken, alone, and full of heroin and have people still talking about you? Like, I guess, sort of, how do you, you know, you weigh up the two options? That's an easy choice. The first one. I mean, probably the first one, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I guess it also sort of depends on what, like, field you want to get into. Because sometimes, you know, you might not want to be a famous person for... I'm, I'm like for various job reasons or maybe you do maybe that's why you do th- I mean but to be fair if you want to do something to us to be famous you probably shouldn't be doing it because you're probably not invested enough in the career you're like going into <clears throat> like I feel like there's there should be a middle ground though between those two options like if that's what you want to achieve is like be famous but also, you know, you can live till you're 90 and sober and still have people talking about you, you know? Like, there's, like, you know, yeah. a point where you can meet in the middle and then they're talking to these two football hopefuls who, to be fair, come across... I mean, they're, they're a bit, like, narcissistic, it seems. Like... Like, I could see where Andrew's coming from and why he doesn't, why he's annoyed with them, because they're just sort of like, oh, we're not going to talk about your musical talents. No, we're going to talk about these football talents, you know? And it's like. That's know. right. And I'm just sitting there going, well, this is a bit too relatable to family dinners with my siblings versus myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. Because I was the music drama kid, like the arts kid, mm-hmm. and my brothers are both quite sporty. Yeah. I was like, oh, your brother made this team for this sport, and he made, and he got into this course at university. Woohoo! And I'm like, I am the dumb sibling who didn't play sport. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, I'm lucky because no one in my family is very sporty. My two older sisters have become teachers, so like, you oh. know, <laughs> it's not like it's a high bar I have to hit for my. Like oh, my my brothers made national level sports teams. 
Mm. And I'm like, I played the guitar instead of doing my maths homework at school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's Whereas just... my mom's like, oh, your brother got into study to be a maths teacher. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, yeah. And it's sort of an interesting, you know, conversation. And there's a really good line where, like, one of the kids is say, says to Andrew, like, oh, come play with that. And it, come play with us. And he's like, and Naven's like, four words you'll never hear from the NFL. And I'm like, man, it's got to sting a bit, doesn't it? To hear someone a, say, like, it, that is a burn. And I respect that. that like, no, it was very, it's very good. It's like, yep, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. It's actually very good. That's the kind of like comeback I'd think of when I'm in the shower later. I'm like, man, I could have said It'd something like really cool. It'd be like the next day and I'm like, shit <laughs> i could have said that oh, i could have said that thing that would have been so cool but i can't say it now because it will because the, the the moment is lost i can't just walk over and be like that's something that will never be said by the nfl and they'll be like what are you talking about it's like yeah the, the moment passed it you know but it's gone, it's, it's, it's gone it's, now yeah and it's also around this time when he breaks up with nicole again because he's stupid, let's be honest. Yeah, I was thinking that. I'm stupid. like, you're just a dick to this woman, really. Yeah, and I saw I've, there's, um, this scene on YouTube, and I was watching it, and I was reading the comments to see what like the YouTube commenters were saying, because, you know, that's always fun. YouTube comments are always fun to read. And I'm like, so I, I was expecting most people to be like, man, Andrew is a moron. He shouldn't have done this. But a lot of them were like, nah, he did the right thing. And I'm like, really? Giving up love to do to do this? Like, is that really, like, worth it to give up? Let's say they don't have to be, like, mutually exclusive things. You can have love and a career. That is, yeah. that is an option. A lot of people do that. Like... Some people like, are oh, in no, the same... Sorry. sorry, love. I'm going to go be this person. Yeah, and it's just Where's like... my reaction to be like, yeah, cool, sis, see ya. But... Yeah, it's just like, you're... Like, I think if people... To be fair, I feel like a lot of people who were saying that, who were justifying Andrew, probably have never been in a relationship. Like, I'm just being honest. I feel like most of them would think differently if, like, they thought otherwise. I mean, maybe not. Maybe they, maybe they would still think the same. I don't know. But I think... I don't think we're meant to agree with Andrew in this point. I think I don't like my. I took from it like this is showing like this is what he's willing to sacrifice for something so. I don't want to say trivial because that just sort of dump like sort of makes it seem lesser than, but like something that doesn't like like it doesn't inherently mean you should give up no. the like people around you to achieve greatness because like. It's clearly not necessary, historically you, speaking. And you also need people there to cheer you on. Yeah. If and you also, make that circle so small, then you've got no one, and that's just sad. By making, And, of course, by making it so small that you would have no one anyway, so there isn't even a circle. You know, like, he is losing everything, and he's giving up all these people, so there'll be no one there for him when, his time, when the times are getting tough. Yes. Which is why I feel like a lot of musicians kind of die. Do a lot of drugs. Yeah, they they're so alone when they die, and they but die they... so young because they don't have people there to like check on them and to make them feel better. 
at least a lot of positive people because <clears throat> well i was going to use britney spears and the free britney as an example <laughs> a lot of her support system because she was kept so in the spotlight a lot of her support system mm-hmm. were problematic as fuck but that's a whole different issue yes and they were basically pushing her to keep working keep working but yeah. she was having horrendous mental health issues yeah so you need people in your life who are going to step in and sometimes you need someone to advocate for you yeah. as much as you don't want to think that sometimes you need it yeah like i think some people <clears throat> sort of like it like it depends of course like some people sort of reach a sort of level of fame and, and sort of understand that they're not okay but they don't know what they can like, yeah, and like some people don't know what they can do about it i guess like it just sort of depends i guess on the person like as yeah. is evident in like someone like bo burnham's work i found a lot of his music and his and work is some of a lot of it it just like seems like a call for help essentially like so, so much of his songs are just like yes. talking about how you know hard especially the um the i don't know if you've seen it the bo burnham make happy netflix special Yes, the ending, yeah. the ending song of that yeah. is all about his downward spiral. Yeah, because his declining mental health. Yeah, I mean, he literally says it. <laughs> like he, he's just like, yeah, I'm. You know, he's sort of, you know, his mental health is declining, and he's still trying to entertain these people, and he's like trying to give them stuff that he himself doesn't have because it's just hard to be sort of put in that spotlight, you know, and like. Yeah. In in songs like Art is Dead as well, like he touches on that yeah. as well very, like a lot because, you know, when he did that he was like twenty. And, you know, when you're a young kid who becomes famous, I mean twenty isn't like people don't know what yeah. to do with it. Yeah. They're like so sort of, oh, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. And you know, I think it you know, Andrew I guess sort of tying it into that is like well, because he's nineteen so, you know, he's at a point where, like, if he becomes, like, a big deal and becomes super famous at this very young age, he's going to have, like, no idea how to handle this problem. Yeah. Because he's he's very young, and he's also pushing away all the people that can help him. He, he's, he doesn't really have any friends. He is arguing with family. Like, the only real person he has is his dad, and even his dad is, like, what are you doing? Like, why, why are you doing this to yourself? You know, as we sort of see later, it's like, why is he going out of his way to do this when it's clearly causing him pain? You know, and it's just sort of like an interesting idea to delve into, you know, to see if, you know, it's, it's very sad, isn't it? It's very depressing. This yeah, it's also like, black swan we're back to black swan yeah exactly it's the same the ending of that movie it's to the point where she's pushed everyone away mm-hmm. hyper focused on this one thing she has mm-hmm. to yeah. the point where i'm not going to spoil the end of the movie mm-hmm. to the point where it doesn't end well yeah it's very much like she's sort of yeah she's pushed everyone away she's you know people have been hurt because of her and people are upset and all these things have happened and it sort of reaches a point where it's like you know, not good. Like, it's it's yeah, not not a good thing has happened, and I remember, and it's just sort of like yeah, it's the same sort of idea, but a bit but more executed t- differently. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a bit, bit more, more, a bit, bit more than, than what happens in Whiplash, Whiplash but, but 
it's, it's sort of the same yes. idea. And, and actually, there was yeah. um, an interview uh, after the film with um, the director and Miles Teller, and they're like, so, like, what do you think happens to Andrew after the film ends? And they're both like, oh, yeah, no, he's probably dead by the time he's, like, 30. And I'm like, yeah, like, the ending... I initially saw it, I was like, oh, that's kind of a happy ending. And then I sort of thought about it and I read stuff and I'm like, no, it's actually not a happy ending. Maybe not. <laughs> it's a really depressing ending because some people look at it like that, like he stands up to Fletcher. I'm skipping forward quite a bit, but, you know, people look at it as a happy ending because he's standing up to Fletcher. And it's like, no, he's not. It's actually the complete opposite. Him standing up to Fletcher is like hit is the is like is the beginning of the end like it's just a ticking clock until he dies because he's given up everything he's pushed himself beyond like you know the normal limits of a human of, of what you should be doing and like it's just not going to end well for him like his life is you know gone essentially you know just in that one moment in that final scene which we will get to and it's just like, yeah, it's not like, it's like, it's not good. It's not like, not like you shouldn't, like people shouldn't aspire to be like Neiman because he's a no. bad person and he does bad things and he screws up. And I think this is sort of a, you know, a tech, like sort of, you know, something where you shouldn't be like, oh, good on him for doing, standing up. It's like, no. no. Don't, don't be like this guy. Don't do that. Yeah, like... Just <laughs> it's like a what-not-to-do guide. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And it's like... And, it, you know, and it's sort of like... You know, it's sort of like... Mm, and, like, I, I was talking to someone yesterday about this. I was like, I like how people sort of misinterpret the ending. And one of them was like, no, I think... I think the reason why this sort of why he he sort of looks at the ending differently, I we're talking about the ending now, so I think I might as well just give my yeah this point. We'll talk about like the scene itself soon, but I'm just sort of he's talking about how like that's kind of is the point in how like <clears throat> the director he feels because have you seen La La Land? No, I haven't actually. Okay, well <clears throat> it's sort of a sim well, not it's not a similar thing. It's like about people sort of wanting to pursue their careers in the making of art and sort of the sacrifices people are willing to make and sort of like, you know, people are getting what they want and that's like, I, I'll see if I can like find it, but it's, I think it sort of cut boils down to people are like sort of pushing themselves to get to a point and how it's sort of, like, yeah, it's a, it's not a happy ending, but like it's but for the character, it is worth it from their perspective to sort of give up everything or lose everything yeah. to get to the to get what they want. And I can understand that. It, I still think it is a it's meant to be like a sad, depressing, you know, tragic ending, you know, for the audience. But for the for the cat for Neiman, it's completely worth it. In and, his opinion, in his he's opinion. like, I've made it. I've hit the jackpot i'm good yeah but you know you know as we know it's probably n not because it, it is you know because again a lot of musicians well back at back in the day like back in the pre like ninth like back in like the 
30s to like 70s like musicians died very young a lot of the time like elvis was elvis wasn't that old was he when he died he was like 30 something like either like 30s early 40s yeah that's still that's still very young for someone to be dying at just in general yeah there's a whole thing with musicians i'm not gonna get too deep into this called the 27 club oh so yes where it's well it's like a conspiracy theory slash it's a little too fleshed out for me to be a conspiracy theory where it's a whole thing where a lot of big musicians they'll start up being really big and then they all die at the age of 27 Mm. and it's happened on like several different occasions over time yeah it was once like Jimi hendrix kurt cobain amy winehouse yeah janice joplin a lot of the big names yeah I mean, I feel definitely like it's... prevalent in the 60s and 70s more so, but yeah. yeah. Well, because I think now at a point in society, we're at a point where people are more willing to talk about men. Not everyone, of course, but yeah, most people it's are more, like... It's less of a taboo. Yeah. Like, that's what, like, pretty much every, 90% of Bo Burnham's songs are just like, yeah, is my mental health issues. I'm just going to sing them to you. There it's literally lyrics like Robert's been a little depressed. Yeah, this is like it's just, it's just him basically spilling everything, just talking about you know how he is. But you know, it sometimes you don't think about that because of just like the beat, and it's just like it seems so happy. And then it's like that thing of like a song can have like a very happy, upbeat sort of tempo, and then you look at the lyrics and like, oh, that's actually very sad. Like it's a juxtaposition of like really happy you know tempo and orchestral music and then you like you read the lyrics and you're like oh <laughs> this person is sad this is a, this person like, is, wants to kill themselves like it's like it's a very it's a weird juxtaposition yeah andrew breaks up with nicole <laughs> yeah uh because he's uh, cuts off people around him yeah uh be- a lonely mess yeah because um connolly is added into the band as like the new core drummer and Andrew is very upset and starts being incredibly a entitled dick. A, a dick yes massively entitled like <laughs> you can't just do that and I'm just like he can actually it's his band he he runs things here he can be like yeah this guy's the new core drummer it's like plus I was like it like He's the one who, like, allocates who plays what. Like, he allocates the music where they're playing. So, you know, like, maybe you should just, like, chill Uh (laughs) for, like, like, you're 19. Like, like, that's the crazy thing, too, is Andrew's 19 and he's already like, oh, I just need to get better than you. (laughs) And it's just like, he's like, I want to become famous at 19 i'm like no you really don't because historically speaking famous kids who become famous that doesn't end well have historically (laughs) very like so many child actors get addicted to drugs and or and alcohol and all that stuff and it's like you don't want to be famous when you're a kid i always thought i I wanted to be famous back to the back to the britney spears rent from before (laughs) yeah (laughs) She became famous as a young child and yeah. her mental health's all kinds of stuffed. Yeah. Which we freed Britney. Woohoo. That, yay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a good day. That was a, that was a very good that day. Was, that was a good day. One of very few last year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
yeah, no, it's like, I always remember, like, oh, I, I would watch movies and I'd be like, oh, look at these kid actors. When I was, like, Ed, I'm like, oh, I want to be in movies. And now that I'm old, I'm like, I'm really glad I wasn't a kid actor. I, I couldn't have handled that. You know, it's too difficult becoming famous when you're young, especially when you're, like, yeah, cause, a 10-year-old. Because been, I've been doing gigs for about a decade. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a while. I'm also, you have to remember, a little bit older than you, buddy. <laughs> I do. No, but I do remember that, was, that. I just didn't think that you were doing that. That came up as a discussion when I hit, like, the end of high school. Mom's like, so do you want to do music as a career? And I went, no. She's like, well, why not? You can be rich and famous and all that. And I'm like, I like to go to the grocery shop looking feral and no one recognizing me. I like no one knowing who I am. I like my privacy. Mm, yeah. And all of that. So it's not for me. Yeah. which everyone thought was super shocking. They're like, but you could be rich and famous. And I'm like, rich would be nice, but I don't want to be famous. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, hell, that's even what Andrew talks about in this. He's like, he he would rather be broke than rich when he dies, you know, and, and people would still talk about him. And I was like, I mean, too fair, money, well, <laughs> I was going to say money isn't everything, but that's usually because most people that say that probably come from money, so it does like it doesn't so, matter to, to them. them it doesn't mean anything yeah but to poor but to people who sort of did, haven't grown up with money they're like oh money is everything you know when, when they get money they're like oh this is the best thing ever but but you know he's probably andrew he's probably got his dad well, i mean his dad's a teacher so i don't know how much teachers make in america anyway i don't know how much my sisters make and they've been teachers for 10 years nearly i i, I don't care they they make they make money they're happy that's all that matters really right? like that's all that matters as long as you can pay your bills and you're happy that's all that matters yeah and so Andrew yeah you, and then we get one of my but is there any reason why you were bored I think you sort of touched on this at the beginning but you said you were bored what it was like specific yes. elements um, that made you bored I I just thought the movie was one of the, like one that was a little bit like more on the I'm going to, I don't know how to describe it, like more like artsy, like it, the pacing was a bit, a yeah. little bit, and right. like it dragged on a bit, in my opinion. I'm like, when is the end? <laughs> right. Did you have that with Black Swan? When you no, watched... I actually really liked Black Swan. So Okay. But then again, there was, in Black Swan compared to this, a lot of like big drastic things were happening all mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. In Black, Black Swan is, yeah, because there's lots of, She's having visions, she's seeing things, you know, that's like, you don't really get that in here. This is a much more sort of, I don't say Black Swan is unrealistic, but it's, but Whiplash is a bit more grounded in reality. He's not like, because it's not the same thing. He's not, com he's sort of competing with the whole world, kind of. He sort of thinks everyone's sort of against him. Well, Fletch is the one who's against him, but he sort of is seeing things. It's not like in Black Swan where it's just like, Natalie Portman versus Mila Kunis, like she's not sit like it's two just sort of separate things, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So he's then yeah. There's they get to scene and they need to find out who's going to play this part, and they spend hours with these drum with the three drummers Connolly, Tanner, and uh, Neiman just playing the same part over and over again. Their hands look really messed up by the end. Like, they are yeah. just covered in blood. The drum set, there's blood just everywhere. And it's like, 
I feel like at that point your ha- you couldn't play anymore because your hands would just be too screwed up to like try and like practice. Also, he'd probably get more blood on the kit. Like they got to clean it up, and when they start playing, it's just gonna be more. It's just like it's a very they get very sweaty, very noticeably sweaty. There, it's like. Man, like playing an instrument, especially like that level. I mean, to fair, it must get it gets hot playing doing a lot of things. But if you're playing like an instrument at an incredibly fast rate in a room yes. that doesn't seem to have fans either, it's in it's like a very in small room, like with no with like a couple exits, like wooden, with like no visible fans. So no, it's probably pretty hot in there. Yeah, it would be. Unless there's aircon, oh, there could be aircon, yeah. And then, but still, even then, yeah, it's still, it would be gross. Yeah, and then, and then they do, and then Andrew, you know, he gets the part after Fletcher just kicks over a drum and he's like hitting a cowbell next to him and he's just throwing things everywhere. It's like yeah, I was watching that going, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, it's like very interesting, and this is like. I hope he doesn't hasn't broken any of that because he'll have to pay for it. And drum kits aren't cheap. No, they probably aren't. Well, instruments in general aren't cheap. No, if you're getting good ones, especially. Yeah. But getting... drum kits, especially because there's so many parts, yeah. not cheap. Yeah, and it's made of material that's well. I guess it depends. Like the materials probably aren't. I mean, there's like wood, but there's also like whatever the symbols are made out of probably isn't cheap material and like. There's, like, metal bits on it, and there's... I don't even know what they make, like, the bit you hit. Like, and I know it's... Well, that's, like, different cultures, I guess, but, like, the... I don't know. The bit that, like, you're hitting on the drum, like, the skin, or whatever they call it, like, I don't know what that's made of. I think it is called a skin. It's called a skin, yeah. I just don't know what it's yes. made of. I think I f- it... Yeah, I think it used to be made out of one thing. I think it used to be made out of cowhide. Yeah, I knew... I think in... I think in some cultures they might still have... Well, I guess it sort of depends on the instrument, but they make, well, bongos or something like that is, like, made out of, I think, animal skin in some cultures, maybe. I don't know. I know it probably used to be made out of animal skin or, or hide, I guess, but, yeah, it's probably it's yeah. pretty expensive. And then... I have uh, a feeling we've evolved from using cow hides on drums, but I know, yeah, yeah some cultures, drums, they still use it. Yeah. Like, it just sort of depends on where in the world it is. But, yeah, so Andrew earns his part, and then then they just continue on, because all the other players are just, like, they're just, like, having... It must get so boring. You're just like, oh, man, can one of these drummers just play it right? Can (laughs) I would have been like, I'm just going to (laughs) leave. Yeah, and so some of them just leave, and they're just, like, they're just in, like, the bathroom. Some of them are just, like, watching this happen. Because you've got to be there for, like, a few hours, and then they leave. I presume they probably start, like, in the morning, and by the time they finish, it's, like, nighttime. It's probably pretty late. It's just like, man, it's it's probably it's probably a very long day. Just waiting for Fletcher to be like, okay, we're good. Now we can play properly. Yeah. It's like, yay, we can do the stuff now. <laughs> yeah, and because and I assume music lessons go on for hours anyway but if i've never done like university level music so i wouldn't know <laughs> well i i, but I like, it's i presume it's probably takes a good few hours 
yeah, practices. If you got an old, you can have like all day practice for like abandoned stuff. But yeah, if it's like a class, like a school class, it only go for like an hour or so. Then you get a break, and then like yeah. another class. And yeah, but if it, like if it's just a music school and you go in there to just practice music, it sort of depends, I guess. So we get to this, the next competition, the, and this is where Andrew really loses it. It's yeah, there very... was a scene. There was a scene in particular I've got a note about it where he's like mm-hmm. running to the stage or something, and I'm like, this scene is giving me anxiety. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I think that's the point, but I'm like, I'm stressed. Yeah, <laughs> watching like... a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, he's sort of. Well, he's catching a bus, and so Fletcher's like, yeah, make sure you leave, like, two hours beforehand to be there at 5pm. And I'm like, okay, fair enough, because traffic's probably mental, and Andrew's catching a bus, and he's on the bus, like, like, hu- like doing a cappella to the notes, and I'm like, man, that would be so annoying. Like, people are just so annoying, like, who are on buses. Like, have you ever... You mu- I feel like you must have. Have you ever encountered, like, kids with, like, speakers... On buses oh, or on trains, God. and they're just like playing their music loud. Like it's it's not the same thing, but it's sort of like in similar vein of like someone doing something with music very loudly that's annoying. Like I'm like, and he's just got like his sheets up, and he's just like doing this, and like, okay, we just why you can't take like five minutes to just not do that. Like you have to. He's just you know practicing, and yeah, it's just like yeah. yeah it's uh, Andrew. He he he, he fucks up. And he leaves his sticks at the car rental place. I'm like, oh, well, that's that's a shame. And then he gets there and, yeah, he doesn't have any sticks, so he can't play, which is, you know... Which, that, that was pretty dumb on his part, really. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to, like... I get that, like, you're rushing, but it's like, sticks are, like, what, arguably the most important thing you need besides, like, the sh- sheet music, like... You would make sure you have the sheet music and the sticks. Like, that's all you need, you know. That's, like, the two main things you need to play an instrument. Yes. And then... It's, like, the core thing he has to bring. Yeah, and then and then he's like, oh, yeah, Connolly's going to play the part. I'm like, mm-hmm. And then he calls Connolly Johnny Utah and tells him to turn his pages. <laughs> Which is interesting. I'm like... I mean, he doesn't really look like Johnny Utah to me. Johnny Utah's <laughs> long blonde hair and is Patrick Swayze, uh, but uh. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets into a car crash because he goes back to get his sticks. But you know, car crashes are never fun. I I've been in no. one. It's I've I, I was in one when I was like five. So that was that was a fun day. I don't think I've ever seen a car crash like like in this movie where his car like flips over. Usually, if it's a car crash, like a car just sort of like gets crushed a bit. Like it's. I've like, seen it a couple of movies where the car like flips, but it's usually like flipping off the side of the road down yeah. like down a hill or something dramatic. Yeah. So. I I think most car crashes I've seen, are not like this. Like I've never seen it. Yeah, a car being flipped over. It's just like you know, there's just shattered glass across the road. There's some the. Half the car is like dented. It's you know, but yeah, that's never the car. Seen... The kind of car accidents I've been in when driving is like some dents and yeah, not too bad. Things like that. 
it's not Andrew getting, you know, his head, like, he's got blood all over his head and his face and his hands are presumably a bit, like, they're not, they're probably not well because he tries playing the drum, well, I mean, he's probably just out of it, just in general. Also, he, head, your head tends to bleed a lot, so he probably did lose a lot of blood. He's probably a bit delirious, I feel, if, you know, he's been, you know, been hit in the head and you're losing blood. So he tries, you know, playing the piece, this very fast piece, uh, and, you know, he's just not having a good time. And I think it's so w- interesting how he's bleeding, like, he's kind of dying, and he's still getting on stage to try and play. And they're not even just like, nope, we'll just stop, we'll get him off, we'll make sure he's okay, and then we'll, like, go through it normally. Fletcher just starts the band with, like, a bleeding and, you know, screwed up Andrew, which is very interesting. Because I, I wouldn't. I'd be like, no, we're going to get him out of this. He's clearly very hurt. So we should have someone look after him and then we'll... I feel like most people would be like that. Yeah, but, you know... Just Andrew's... Fletcher is a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> and I get, you know, and as we find out in in, in Black Swan, <clears throat> uh, I mean, it's different, of course, uh, but yeah, yeah. there's an injury that occurs at some point and the characters well to be fair it is different because they don't actually know about it to be fair mm. right? that's um different if you've seen the film you know what i'm talking about you i mean yeah it's the diff- it's a different thing because in this andrew knows he's injured but it's like yeah i'll keep going with it but in, in that it's like they don't actually know they could just they just they think it's everything's fine you know but, yeah, and then he tackles Fletcher, which actually injured J.K. Simmons. He broke a couple of his ribs. Just yeah, what? Yeah, well, because J.K. Simmons is, like, 50-something. Like, he's he's jacked, but, like, he's still in... He's on still old. Side. Yeah. But thankfully, they, it was, like, the, it was one of the last days of shoot. So they f- shot this entire film in 19 days, which is, like, mental that, like, films can be made in less than a month like i just it's crazy because most films take you know three months i think three months is like average for a lot of like standard films but if yeah, you're making yeah. like a big you know like a star wars or a marvel film it probably takes a few more than that but this... and like animated films might take longer or shorter because mm, yeah it's animated yeah like yeah like Unless it's, like, a South Park movie, which they could probably do in a couple weeks because of just the animation style is so simple. They could be like, yep. Yeah. But, yeah, this, yeah, they shot it in 19 days, which is pretty, like, impressive to make, a f- to be able to shoot a film in that time because, like, there's a lot of, like, drumming, and I feel like that probably takes a while to, you know, because uh, Miles Teller, uh, he was, he played drums when he was a kid, but he still had to take lessons for a few months before they started shooting yeah i was wondering throughout the film like is that actually him playing or do they get like a stunt double to play the drums it's i think pretty much every scene of him drumming is i think all the like people playing instruments it's really them playing oh gosh because like i know in black swan like natalie portman took dance lessons but some of the more complicated stuff they still got someone to do because it'd be really dangerous yeah, and probably, you know, painful if you have to do the same thing. You have to do 30 shots of something that requires you to be in a very precarious position, you know, going on your tippy toes for, you know, yeah. a few minutes. You know, that's probably not fun. But this is, like, a bit different. 
Yeah, yeah. But I was watching it going, is that a body double? Is that actually him? I'm not sure. I Yeah, I think pretty much every musician, everyone playing music is really them. Like J.K. Simmons, we see him playing piano a little bit later, and that was like him playing piano because he played piano when he was younger. So, <clears throat> but to be fair, piano is a much like is a slightly simpler instrument to play than than a, than a set of drums. It's the one that they recommend. Like if you're going to learn an instrument, learn piano <clears throat> first because it's how you can learn. It's easier, more yeah. easily. Basically, it's like a long thing with all the notes on it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's if you understand, you know, these notes, you it, it's easy to sort of parlay that into, you know, another yeah. My instrument. high school music teacher was like to me, it's like, piano is like the foundation. <laughs> yeah, and then everything so is an So if you learn piano, everything's a bit easier. Yeah, it's... it's a, thing it's, is, I hated learning the piano, so I stopped after a few years. Yeah. But um, it did, I will say, it did, help, it did teach me to learn yeah. great sheet music. Mm-hmm. Still yeah. not great at it, but I can do it to a basic degree. Yeah. I'd, so it has helped with learning notes and stuff. So, yeah. I I I can't read sheet music. I'm just like I don't know what any of this means. I, I just, it's I not just, easy. I'm like, so what? There's this like lines here. There's like some numbers above the top there. There's like there's like these there's these notes. You know, like I don't know what like it really means. But like I don't play an instrument, so I don't really need to know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so then Fletcher is fired from his job. Right. I was is... half sitting there going, why did he get fired? He's always been a bit of a dick. What's so yeah. exceptional about him being a bit of a dick now? Actually, we did skip over something, actually, that one of... Actually, it's sort of discussed in the scene that one of Fletcher's former students, Sean Casey, died... And Fletcher tells the story of how he died in a car accident, and then we find that, oh, he actually killed himself. Um, that it was sort of because Fletcher was such a, you know, pain and did, and, you know, sort of pushed him to this place that caused him to commit that suicide. Point. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, to be fair, that is, I feel like that is likely. I feel like that happens if you have like a teacher who is that you know aggressive and negative for you it probably would push you to a level where you might consider that as an option which isn't good suicide is uh, uh, never the answer i feel like some people should be aware of that that uh you know everything will get better hopefully and yeah, Andrew just sort of he sorry. Andrew gives up his um drumming drumming and just sort of, you know, becomes a I don't a, a more normal person is the way to put it, I would say. He starts becoming a functioning member of society again. Yeah, like <clears throat> things other than just play drums all day. Yeah, he's he's got like a job at a shop of some sort like a coffee shop or a cafe or something you know he's doing these things he's he goes to a um a club where he sees Fletcher playing and you know he tries to leave and then Fletcher's like hey Andrew come here and then they just sit down and have some drinks together in a very civil conversation (laughs) 
considering that, you know, I don't know how much time has passed, of course, but, like, very recently we saw Andrew was trying, was, you know, attacking Fletcher. It's very, um, very quick turnaround. It's, uh, yeah. I think this is also a really nice scene of, um, you know, to sort of see that Fletcher isn't just, like, an angry man who's just yelling at these students. Like, he's sort of, like... Like, I don't agree with his he's, he's more than He's more than just rage. Yeah, and, like, I get where he's coming from. I don't agree with him. But I get what, like, he was trying to do. Kind of. Like, he does, you know, go too far and is very much you know I mean verbally abusing students is a pretty poor way to deal with things but you know it's like the first thing because I studied teaching actually for a little while it's the first thing they teach you at uni is don't yell at the students it achieves nothing mm-hmm. I mean I so, have teachers who, who yells at the students I think I had some too but we were told don't do that it doesn't really achieve anything. It just makes them f- either fear you or mm. not want to listen to you because they're like, oh, just going to yell at me. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So I think it's like some teachers that would yell. It they wouldn't want to be yelling. They would like start off being more <clears throat> like most teachers I had. It like they would get pushed to that point where they would have to yell, which I mean isn't good. Let's be honest. But you know. High school students are just the worst and will push, you know, teachers to that sort of point. And I I really like how, well, the idea of Fletcher's sort of philosophy on it all is like, he's like, oh, you know, and Andrew's sort of telling me like, oh, you know, what if like the next Charlie Parker got discouraged? And he'd be like, he would never, the next Charlie Parker wouldn't be discouraged. I'm like, yeah, I see where he's coming from that like, you know. And I do think that's, like, an, a good way... Well, a way that you could look at things. Like, if you're really interested in something, you shouldn't be, like, discouraged from doing it. Like, if people tell you you shouldn't be doing it, you should just do it anyway if that's what you want to do. You shouldn't be discouraged from doing something you want to just because people are telling you you shouldn't, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I mean... <laughs> There is a difference between telling someone they shouldn't do something and calling someone, you know, just yelling repeatedly at them, making very questionable comments about their... just about them. It, um... Oh, absolutely. There's the, you know, there's the fine line between, you know, pushing someone and, you know, sort of... And, you know, it's a... Yeah, and then... Andrew's offered a position to play with Fletcher's band and and Andrew tries to invite Nicole which, you know, obviously doesn't work out because she's got a new boyfriend. I'm like, well... He did turn her down. That He has to kind of expect that. Yeah, he he did break up with her, like... She's just trying to live her life. Let her be, dude. Let her be. Yeah, it's like... Also, you were kind of a bit of a dick about it. So, like, you kind of brought it on yourself. So, like, this is what happens. You know, these are the consequences of your actions. 
that's a whole like overarching thing of the movie. That's like he keeps fucking everything up, but mm. either he thinks it's all going to work out for him, or it does all work out for him. And I'm like, yeah, it's not how life works, buddy. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> no, nah, it's just not gonna work, and it's just you, you screwed up, and I get that you're, you know, want to you know do better but it's like you've failed and you screwed up so you have to live with your decision now yes yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and then this sort of we get into the final scene which uh, i mean just sort of do you have any general sort of thoughts or things you want to talk about with this final scene because i personally think it could have been done in a way where it wouldn't work but it actually is really really well done in my opinion. I think I'll just let you talk about it, to be honest. You sound like you got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> well, like, we find out that Fletcher knows it was Andrew who turned him over. And to be fair, it's like, yeah, probably. It, it seems kind of obvious, doesn't it? That, like, Andrew would be the one to turn him in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they're like, oh, don't worry. Fletcher will never find out. And I'm like, you sure about that? Like... It seems kind. Of, it seemed kind of obvious to me, actually, that Andrew. He'd probably be like, "Oh, Andrew did this, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. Cool." Uh, and then he just has them playing a song that Andrew doesn't know anything about, and so he screws it up very badly because he's like has no idea what the music they're gonna be playing is. To be fair, that's expected. <laughs> if he's if you're bringing a ring in and they have no notice, that's mm. to be expected. Yeah. And he's, like, looking through his sheet music because he's like, oh, none of my sheet music is here. And so they all do well and, and you know, Andrew screws up in the... Is it double bass that he's playing or is it a cello? No, it's a double bass, isn't it? Or is it... No. The big... Because well, it's not a cello because that requires the thing, the stick thing, whatever. The... the I don't know. <clears throat> I, I don't know. He's the guy on, like next to him on the right playing like the big instrument like that he's plucking. Looks like a giant violin you're playing with a bow. Well, it could actually be either. But I'm pretty sure a double bass is bigger than a cello. Yeah. I don't know. And he's just like, you know, what are you doing? You know, you need to get this together. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'd probably be doing the same thing if I was in that guy's position. I'm like, why is this? Who's this new guy? And why is he screwing it up for us? And, you know, Andrew is very obviously embarrassed and goes to leave and then decides to come back and then he just starts playing music like <clears throat> you know it's obviously very surprising and they all have no idea what's gonna happen with it <clears throat> and and all the other players are confused and did you have any like thoughts in this moment when you were watching it? Um, Low-key, I think I was like, yay, yeah, it's, I think it's the end. But also, <laughs> which, sounds, which sounds terrible, I know. But also, I'm just like, wait, didn't he, like, fuck up and piss everyone off? Why yeah. is he back? Mm. Why does everything get to work out for him? This is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he starts playing Caravan, which is, I think, a really good piece of music. And I'm pretty sure it was made for the film, I think. It seems like it'd be, it was, like, made for the film. 
<clears throat> and then you know all the I, I think this scene is very well like how they shoot and how it's edited and how it's the sound design as well is also very well done and how it and how it sort of Fletcher's sort of transformation from like is you know is like I'm gonna gouge out your eyes to like you know sort of respecting it and into it and then he's like you know what are you doing you, you know you can stop now and he keeps going and then it sort of you know sort of dies down and then it builds up to the big crescendo at the end and <clears throat> you know this is the ending where people are like oh it's a happy ending and it's like I don't think it is I think it's a very tragic ending in my opinion that's sort of what I took from it that it's bad it's his, it's his <clears throat> damn wood spiral yeah and, and we see a um, we've got like an insert shot of his dad like looking through the door at his son and he's just like very like crestful and like oh no like what has happened to my son yeah yeah <clears throat> and like the way it's written in the script is like i don't remember exactly what the phrasing was but it's like andrew's like no longer he's still gonna, it basically says like andrew is no longer like a human he's now a machine and i'm like yeah no that's pretty pretty accurate to be honest like he's gone beyond being this human, this human guy, he's, you know, with emotions and everything, he's just become, yeah. Music producing machine. Yeah. And he's, and he's, and he's truly, at this point, he's lost himself forever now. Like he has lost it all. Yeah. yeah. You know, he sort of, when he left the program, he sort of, he's sort of becoming more human and sort of becoming integrated into, into society. But, you know, Fletcher brings him right back in and he, you know, becomes the guy that you don't want to become you know this guy is gonna who might be famous but he'll die before he's in his 40s you know yeah and and then it and then it ends with andrew you know hitting that final beat and then it just immediately cuts to credits and the um credits begin and it's and I think they filmed this scene probably, I think they filmed it over a few days, I think, because it probably was not good on Miles Teller's hands to be, you know, doing that, because, you know, it's very hard to try and pretend, like, fake drumming, and it's probably hitting on his hands as well, like, as it is for Neiman's character, Neiman. So it's probably going to cause him some, you know, pain. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a very long piece as well that he's playing, so, you know, you sort of have to... You know, I mean, you could probably play it all. I mean, I think there's probably someone who's played like the entire piece in one go, but it's like a 10 minute piece of music nearly. So it's sort of like gets to a point where it's just sort of like, yeah, you know, it would just be difficult to play through. <clears throat> but I think it's a very good ending and sort of is pretty much the perfect way to wrap up the story like and like he's lost everything and he's become you know what his family didn't want him to become and you know we don't need to know what happens next because we can just sort of figure out the next part of his story i guess yeah uh and like it's probably one of my favorite endings to a film ever i would say it's pretty much perfect ending i would say or certainly close to it <clears throat> uh you would 
probably less impressed and just were happy that it was over. Um, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but I know how much you like this movie now, so now I feel bad for thinking that. But yeah, it wasn't so much for me, yeah. this one. Mm, I mean, I think this has probably been the most negative you've been. I think Fight Club you were pretty positive on. Club wasn't too bad. I really liked Black Swan. Black Swan, yeah, I think Black Swan's definitely been the most positive you've been. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't know if this can be edited out, but it's, I wrote, I got so bored at one point, I downloaded Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I killed William. <laughs> I don't know if you can put that in there, but feel free I, I to, mean, I guess. If, I mean, if you're okay with me leaving I that, don't care. Okay. I don't care. I mean, I'm not going to judge, okay? I know plenty of people who use Tinder. I don't. It's fine. I would probably... I got so bored, I downloaded Tinder to laugh at sad guys' profiles with really cringy pickup lines in their bios. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Andrew... Some of them are bad. Yeah. Andrew seems like the kind of person who would use Tinder. <laughs> He would have like a really weird. He would have it would just be him drumming in every picture and just him. Yes, he'd it, be that guy. He'd probably. But be at least of, he's. Hmm. He's not the guy holding a fish in every photo. There's a few of those. Oh, I'm sure you get a lot. Of, I'm sure there's probably a few of those. Yeah, no, he. Like, no, there's pro- one guy who's. I took screenshots <laughs> of the really bad ones to send to my friends to laugh at them. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and it literally says, "Are you a Pokemon? Because I'd like to Pikachu." <laughs> Yeah, it's bad. It's very bad. <laughs> See, and Andrew wouldn't do that. Andrew would just go... He would just be, like, very honest about it. <laughs> like, the breakup scene where it's like, here's why we should break up. He'd be like, now here's why we should be dating. It's like, yeah. like the same thing. something cringy, like, I play the drums so I'm good with my hands or something stupid. <laughs> or really gross. And it's like... Mm. I'm so yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, no, no Tinder <laughs> I mean, I've I've always been interested to try Tinder, but I mean, it, it's it's a weird place. I think mostly the dudes is where oh, it's oh, bad. It's probably dudes are probably much weirder. I the see. women aren't as bad. The dudes are interesting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, uh, this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's really yes. really good. I I really liked it. Um, yeah, I've seen and it. I yeah, didn't like it as much. A few times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What rating would you put on it? Because I feel like... I, I did have one rating in mind, but basically because of this podcast, I've gone up half a rating. You're welcome. Okay. So I'd probably give it like a two and a half out of five. Like it's not something I'd rush oh, to watch okay. again, but it's definitely oh, okay. not the worst thing I've ever seen. Okay, yeah. So like five out of I've 10. watched Disaster Movie on multiple occasions. This isn't the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I didn't turn it off halfway through, so I've definitely yeah. seen worse. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. It's, <laughs> I think it's amazing. It's a. Oh, yeah. I thought it was about a five rating. Sorry, guys. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I <laughs> you mean, get the idea. Two out of five. Two four a, out of ten. Four out of. You th- get the gist. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I mean, it, five out of five, ten out of ten. It's the same thing. You get the idea. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty much a perfect movie. Um. And I was really worried that when I went back to it, it wouldn't be as good as I remember it being. But I'm very happy that it's actually still as good as I remember it. Because I have that sometimes. I'm like, I haven't watched this film in a while. I hope it holds up. And it usually holds up, but I always get worried. So, I mean, is there any final things you want to touch on? Or are you pretty much 
done. Um, I don't really have anything, but if you've got final words, go if you like. Uh, I don't really think so. I think I pretty much, I think I pretty much touched on everything. Uh, just yeah, great performances. J.K. Simmons is is amazing. One of my all-time favorites. Miles Teller is quite good, and all the supporting players are decent, but they're not given as much, so it's fine. Uh, and they also didn't need it either. Like the yeah. movie, the point of it was to focus on Fletcher, like, Fletcher and... and Miles. If that was the point, yeah, it wasn't yeah, what like yeah. some movies where you need the side characters. This yeah. one didn't need it as much. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. So thank you all for listening to this one. This was very interesting. Went to some it, dark. It's gone a few tangents and dark tangents. places, and but some dark yeah. places. Um. But yeah, I hope you all enjoyed listening to this one. Listen to all my other ones that I've done. L- listen to the other ones Hannah's done, Black Swan and Fight Club. I forget which number of episodes they are. Fight Club's like eleven or twelve, maybe. And then it was a little while ago. It was yeah, it was like it was like before like June of last year, and then Black Swan I think was like July. So I thought Black Swan was maybe. It was oh, after. I don't remember. It was. I don't remember. It was like in the middle of last year. So. Thank you all for joining me for this one. And yeah, check out, I don't know, the other episodes. Check out social medias. Check out, I don't know, Hannah, do you have anything people can check out? Not really. No. Well, nothing of interest anyway. Nothing of interest, so. yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, and yeah, I will, uh, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, I'll see you all in the next one. Goodbye.